0: Welcome to What She Said on 105.9 The Region. I'm your host, Candace Sampson. Well, here we are again on the cusp of a new school year, a time many consider the real start of a new year. With it comes the return of routine structures and bracing ourselves for the whirlwind of the next 10 months. But whether you're gearing up for school runs or not, the yearning for routine touches us all. Fortunately, I have a lineup today to help you navigate this seasonal shift and much more. From mastering your home space and understanding the intricacies of our diets, to cinematic reviews, dental health, financial empowerment, and even the soulful rhythms of music, here's what's coming up. Melissa dilks the sensation who's transformed humdrum household tasks into a captivating affair on TikTok, is my opening guest. With over one and a half million followers and counting, she's unveiled the mystical art of organized living. If you've ever been baffled by the unruly world of laundry or the clutter in your closets, her new book, A Dirty Guide to a Clean Home, is here to rescue you. Dive deep into its pages for wisdom, wrapped in Melissa's signature sense of humor. With health at the forefront of most conversations today, Dr. Christine Palmet from Care to Know joins me next. In a world swirling with dietary tips and weight loss regimes, how do we find the truth amidst the noise? As alarming statistics about obesity loom large, Dr. Palmet sheds light on our complex relationship with food and diets. Anne Brody, our cinematic connoisseur, is back with her weekly recommendations. And if you're looking for a roller coaster of emotions, Jules featuring the remarkable Ben Kingsley is a must watch. With aliens, azaleas, and a host of eccentric characters, it promises to be a delightful ride. Anne brings that and much more. Next up, we're diving into the intriguing world of oral health with Dr. Mandeep Johal in our new segment, Smile Spectrum. As a prominent figure in dental circles, Dr. Johal unravels how the health of our mouths can be a window into our overall well-being. After all, a smile isn't just about sparkling teeth, but the story behind them. Money matters, especially when Kaylee Bovart is here to guide us. With a career spanning 15 years in the financial industry, Kaylee's insights into personal finance, especially for women, are invaluable. Her upcoming books promise to be game changers, guiding both kids and adults alike on their financial journeys. Last, but certainly not least, we'll groove to the tunes of Tammy Weiss. Her collaborations with the likes of Michael Buble and Randy Bachman are just the tip of the iceberg. With her latest album, Soul Whisper, echoing the harmonies of Portugal, we'll discuss her musical odyssey and conclude with her soul-stirring single, Wake with the Sun. So grab your favorite beverage and relax as we jump into this week's What She Said, right here on 105.9 The Region i love you. ever felt defeated by laundry mountains, bewildered by that mysterious stain, or overwhelmed by some disorganized chaos, then today's guest will be your guiding light. Amassing over one and a half million followers on TikTok since she started during the pandemic, Melissa Dilks-Pateras has become a sensation for her practical fun and insightful home tips. Whether it's diving into the spiritual art of color-coded closets or demystifying the magic of dryer balls, Melissa's wit and wisdom have resonated with countless Homemakers and DIY enthusiasts. Venturing behind beyond, I should say, the digital realm, Melissa has poured her expertise into her new book, A Dirty Guide to a Clean Home. Through its pages, she guides readers on organizing, cleaning, laundry repairs, and more, all wrapped up in her trademark cheeky voice. The guru of Home Hacks joins me now. Welcome, Melissa.
1: Thank you very much. Thanks for having me.
0: It's been a while since you've been on the show. I think almost two years, and from a conversation we had prior, that's about how long you've been writing this book.
1: Yes, it's it's been a it's been a journey. That's for sure. I think when I signed on to uh, write a book, I thought, oh, that'll be fun. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's it's definitely been a task.
0: So your your, ma- your mantra suggests that you we're not supposed to know what. We never were taught. So, can you delve into that a little bit? And how has this philosophy shaped the content you share?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I, I suppose I didn't even realize until I started to sort of read comments uh, on my TikTok and and on my socials of people sort of reaching out with um, what would seem perhaps to some as simple questions. But my whole thing is, how would you know if you were never taught? So it's uh, basically, you know, a a lot of my content is just back to basics. And, you know, if you were never taught, don't worry about it. This is how you do it. Um, And that kind of goes, you know, for everything. I mean, I, I think we're sort of in living in a time where there's like, there's also a million products out there and people aren't necessarily watching television and, and, you know, reading magazines the way they used to and ads are different and there's a lot of products and people don't know what they do, what they're for, what they're supposed to have and they're sort of inundated with all this stuff. So, you know, a lot of times I just break it down and and say, this is what this product does and do you need it or don't you need it?
0: And I think TikTok has been such a great space for these kinds of, of information, this kind of should say of information sharing. You know I've seen accounts where there's a guy who explains like how to tie a tie for you know young men and I think it's it's just done so sweetly and nicely and you always do it with a sense of humor of course and so let's talk about the title of the book A Dirty Guide to a Clean Home. So what can readers expect when they actually crack the spine on that book?
1: So it's, uh, yeah, and I mean, honestly, we, we went through a lot of different titles uh, over the past two years. It is basically just no judgment. you know, this is this is the answers to all of the the, the questions you've ever had about laundry, cleaning DIY repair maintenance um, with sort of a fun, humorous innuendo approach. It's I, I like to keep it really light. Um, and it's a lot of it is I mean, the, the base for the book is how to keep up rather than to catch up. And, and how keeping up is, is you know, on the front end, it seems like a lot of work, but on the back end, it's not. And it is a lot easier to keep up than catch up. So it's just a matter of breaking everything down into small pieces and, you know, how you approach it. And, you know, I, I've got ADHD, so I, I can certainly relate to people who have, you know, 150 things going on and, you know, sometimes trying to clean around kids and spouses and pets is like brushing your teeth while eating an Oreo you know it's just one of those things that is is really difficult so we sort of you know break it down and and talk about how how to do that effectively efficiently so that you can enjoy your home because a lot of people uh, work all day and and clean all night and all weekend and one of the things I always say is like TGIF, nobody ever followed that by saying, so that I can clean all weekend, right? So it's like, you break it up and enjoy your life. Don't clean your whole entire life.
0: (laughs) And and this all started with you folding laundry, which I think is comical. But what's the the secret to making such a mundane task resonate
1: with so many people? I'm not sure. You know, honestly, I, I tried it and it worked, and I thought, okay, this is interesting, you know, and then it was just how to make sort of mundane tasks look a little bit interesting or a little bit appealing to sort of give it a shot and try it out, and certainly I'm, I, you know, I don't look the part. I, I'm probably the the most unlikely character in this story, so I think that um, sort of attracts people's attention to say, like, what's going on here? What is this? Um You know, and again, it's just, it's to make it as fun as possible because they're not tasks that we generally look forward to, you know. Um, And it just, it, it kind of went from there. And I think a lot of people think... Where did this come from? Which which I do have in the book. There is a little bit of memoir throughout the book, and you know how I came to be like this because I've always been this weird. I, it's just people didn't necessarily know it. <laughs> um, I I just sort of was weird at home in private, you know. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, there's a there's a little bit, you know, a little bit of uh, stories about my grandmother and how she was a, a huge influence on me, and just that to learn, you have to make mistakes. And I've made a lot of mistakes in my cleaning career and, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and that's how you learn. So it's just, but, but yeah, I mean, the book uh, is fun and there, there are illustrations in it that are fun. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, so far it it's been successful. It's only been a few days, but, uh, it was number one in a few categories on Amazon, which was exciting and uh yeah we'll see how it goes
0: so if people are listening right now you know is there a tip or a hack you can think of at the top of your head sort of that you think is a game changer for people
1: I think uh for for me I you know half the time I don't know uh that I'm actually saying a hack or, or anything I just feel like you know I I didn't know but w- one of the big things was um washing machine dosing. So detergent dosing. I think people oftentimes with many cleaning supplies think more cleaning stuff means more clean. Uh, More scent equals more clean, which just isn't the case. And um, you don't need as much detergent as the cap states. Um, So basically for, for most regular and sized loads and regular soiled loads, you only need about two tablespoons of laundry detergent. And, uh, that was pretty mind blowing to a lot of people. So people have really taken that on board and they've been trying it and, uh, they've, they've been raving about the success. I mean, basically, you know, you you don't have a lot of, like a lot of water in your machine and you don't need a lot of soap. um, It does its job and it's rinsed out. You don't need piles and piles of it because then it just stays on your clothes. So I think my biggest tip is save money, save, you know, save the environment, save your clothes. And
0: I love that you I love that you said that one. And I'll tell you why, because I saw I remember that TikTok and I have decreased how much laundry soap I use now. Because of that TikTok. Yeah. I was one of the ones. More soap must be better. Must make it (laughs) cleaner. So I, I, that was a great one.
1: It's funny because it's sort of opposite of what we think. But when you've got a lot of detergent residue on your clothes, it actually attracts more dirt. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's like if you poured soap all over your floors, um, and then just walked away. So yeah, I think that's probably the biggest one for people. uh, And yeah, that you're also
0: really big with DIYs in your home. I have watched the transformation of your home. Absolutely beautiful. Everybody should go over to TikTok and check it out. It is mind blowing what you've done with that house. But if people are sitting there and they're like, I don't even know where to begin. Can you think of a a small DIY project that is a good place to start for people in their homes?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, The thing is, is I've only, you know, it's been practice. So the main thing is practice. And painting is a great project to start on that anybody can do. And it's super rewarding when it's done. It's, it's one of those things that if you paint a room, it feels really good. There's a start, an end, and it can, it can be, you know, this big reveal at the end. Um, and it, it doesn't cost a lot of money, you know. You, you, it, but it, most, with most DIY stuff, it comes down to the tools, right? So you have to have the tools. And sometimes that's tricky. I get it. You have a butter knife. To screw things in, and a paperweight to hammer things in, but having a small toolkit—you um, know—I bought my daughter a, a toolkit to go away to university with, and they use it all the time. She lives with three girls; they use it all the time. She's the only one with tools, and she always laughs because she's, you know, the fix-it person in the apartment. But. It's having the right tools is important. But I always suggest people start off with painting and then try. You can't learn without failing. I'm I'm calling it now,
0: Melissa. I see a customized toolbox with your name (laughs) on it in the stores next year. I swear that's coming. Uh, you're amazing. We're out of time. I, would, I could talk to you forever. So we're going to have you back again. Uh, but in the meantime, I want people to be able to go get this book and of course, follow you on TikTok. So where's the best place for all of that?
1: Yeah, so I'm I'm on TikTok, I am on Facebook, I'm on Insta, it's Melissa Delks pateras and you can uh, pre-order the book now on any major, so Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Indigo, anywhere you buy books, your local bookshop, uh, Dirty Guide to a Clean Home, you can get it anywhere.
0: All right, amazing, I'm off to get mine, so thank you right. so much for joining me today, Melissa.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: expected that by 2035, half the population of the world will be obese. In Ontario today, 60 to 65% of the population is either overweight or obese, and the struggle to lose weight is constant for many people. All around us, we're bombarded with weight loss programs, diet tips, and social media pressures to be perfect. In fact, the weight management industry generates roughly $400 million a year in revenue in Canada alone. So how do we then wade through the astronomical amount of information available and find the best way to manage our weight? caretoknow.ca has some advice. Dr. Christine Palme is joining me today for our sixth segment. And today we're looking at the truths about our food and diets and why it's so hard to lose weight and keep it off. Welcome back, Christine. Thank you again for having me. So let's talk
3: about some of the common misconceptions about weight loss and weight management. You know, I think that um, the first misconception is that if you are obese, it is your fault. And it's simply eat less, move more. And we are really trying to shift that message and uh, reframe obesity as a chronic disease, you know, not different than high blood pressure, not different than diabetes. It is something that needs to be treated long-term. And, you know, the second thing is that uh, obesity is not just a matter of lifestyle. It is uh, a disease that is actually intricately linked with neurohormonal changes that happen. And, uh, you know, I think that the public misses that point. I think of all the things we've talked
0: about, weight management has got to be the most bloated area on the internet for misinformation, disinformation, and it does a lot of harm.
3: So how important is it to seek medical advice when you're trying to lose weight? It is essential. You know, I always say, browse carefully. Access to information is obviously a right, but access to misinformation can actually be dangerous. So, for example, restrictive diets—you know—many of these diets that are touted on TikTok, Instagram, etc., they're not validated, and they can actually do more harm than good. Everybody has a story of somebody they know that has tried every diet under the sun, and you know, I've had some concerning health ramifications for patients that have gone really, um, you know, maverick with some of these diets that are posted. So, having Having access to credible, evidence-based information, particularly in this field, is so important. And the other point is, is you know, the weight loss industry is huge. You don't want to be spending dollars and cents, particularly now when everything is so expensive on, um, on you know diets or supplements that may not only not be safe, but may be useless. It's a waste of money and time. So, what are some effective strategies then for managing and maintaining weight loss? Well, there's no doubt that uh, food and exercise are part of management. You know, in terms of diet recommendations, there's no one diet that fits all. You know, if I were to think of the top diet that has the best healthcare um, evidence, you know, the Mediterranean diet comes to mind, but that's not really a diet. And I, I, Actually, should stop using the word diet. Uh, I'd like to say lifestyle, making healthy food choices, cooking your food, avoiding processed food, portion control. All that's part of it, but it's not enough. Uh, In terms of exercise, exercise is essential. You know, motion is lotion. It has benefits for cardiovascular health, mental health, weight control. But an exercise cannot offset a bad diet you can't push up, you know, push off um, bad choices for food. So they have to be used in combination. And, you know, the important thing is, is to find a lifestyle option that works for you, that is practical, that can be done during our Canadian seasonal changes. So you need to have options during, you know, the Arctic tundra of Canadian winter. And you need to have options that are long-term so that you're not yo-yoing back and forth. So what role do genetics play in obesity and weight management. We now have understanding that genetics have a huge part in this. Uh, You know, once again, this actually uh, is involved in reframing the way that we look at obesity. So I always say that, you know, we are granted a deck of cards. That's our DNA. Some cards are great some cards aren't, you know, know what your deck is, you can't change your deck, but perhaps offset the cards that are less favorable with good choices. And those choices may be lifestyle choices, and they may be pharmacological choices as well. Are there medications or supplements that are effective for weight loss?
0: And if there are, how do we source the ones that are, you know, actually
3: doing what they say they should? Access to credible information is key, particularly in this area, because there are some nonsense and, quite frankly, dangerous things that exist on the World Wide Web. We do have many medications and many more down the pipeline available in Canada that are being approved for weight loss. Um, You know, I'm sure if you logged on to TikTok, you can see one of the most common GLP ones that's been uh, repurposed from the diabetes field. Uh, But the area of research is ever evolving. It's very exciting. I encourage our listeners to become educated and, you know, make an appointment uh, with our primary care providers to discuss options because they do exist and there's not one size that fits all. You know, different medications come with different side effects, you know, different risk factors and different benefits. So you really need to make a personal choice. But specifically on supplements, is there anything? In terms of supplements, we don't have robust evidence, you know, certainly having, uh, you know, a good, uh, regimen and making sure that your B12 is up to date is important for overall health, but nothing specifically for weight loss. All right. Wonderful.
0: So if people want to know more than, uh, in this specific topic, where's the best place for them to go?
3: So certainly, you know, as I've mentioned, being informed is being empowered. I encourage our listeners to log on to caretoknow.ca. Instagram is care2know underscore, a wonderful platform. You know, we discuss uh, obesity and a myriad of other health conditions. It is free. It is hassle-free, meaning that you will get emails delivered to your inbox with updates, you know, hot off the press topics.
0: All right, wonderful. Thank you so much for joining me today. Suppose I never ever let you kiss me so sweet and so soft. It's time for Saturday night at the movies and this week Anne Brody is bringing us some dark material.
4: I don't like to bring all dark material, but the opening film is just wonderful. It's light and happy. And I apologize in advance for dark material, but there's plenty out there.
0: (laughs) Yes. Well, there's plenty in everyday life too. And I know that next week you'll have something brighter for us, but let's start with Jules. Tell us about Jules.
4: I love this film so much. Ben Kingsley, not only should he be nominated for best actor in this. He plays the most lovable character. He's an old man, lives on his own in rural Pennsylvania, and he's shocked to death when a spaceship lands in his backyard and it crushes his azaleas. Well, he's more upset about the azaleas than anything else. So he uh, he has some problems with memory, so people don't believe him. And he's very matter of fact about it. So, two a couple of local busybodies, Jane Curtin and Harriet Sampson Harris, um, come by. They sneak in and they see this the space capsule back there. And so, the the three of them plot to keep it secret and to care for the little being who's in it. Sweet little being with the most wonderful eyes. You just want to. And this little being has powers. Um, there's a couple of times when one of the women is in danger, and he, sent the, he she sends these signals and stops the danger. But anyway, so he has to fight his daughter who wants to put him in a home, um, and he has a lot of complications to deal with. And yes, he's forgetful, but he's really reinvigorated by this little character uh, that he calls uh, Jules. And uh, honestly, it's the most heartwarming thing. I just adore it. And I, I can't wait to watch it a second time. It's very uplifting.
0: Well, there you go. That's not so dark. That's a nice way to start. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Ben Kingsley. And I was delighted to see Jane Curtin. I know, right? Isn't she great? I love, love her. her. And she, no face work, which I really admire. Um, all right, let's move on to um, Eternal Memory. This looks like a heartbreaking one. Yeah, and but
4: full of love. So Augusta Gongora was a an extremely influential writer and filmmaker in Chile during the Pinochet regime. Uh, and he spoke out openly about him and joined the activists against him. He had a very tough life. Um, somehow he survived it. Uh, and he's 71 now and he lives with his wife, who's an actress. And he's suddenly overcome with dementia. And the bond between him and his wife is is what makes this such a unique experience. She's with him every step of the way. And uh, Métis Alberti is the filmmaker, the documentarian. She's following them. Um, and she sees as the wife is able to calm his fears and to take advantage of when his mind is great and they have laughter and and memory. Oh, it's the most wonderful love story you can imagine. And, you know, it's brilliant, it's truthful, it's intimate, and it's just very much worth seeing, especially, you know, we hear so much about Alzheimer's these days. We didn't used to. I think people were ashamed of it, but it's good for anyone who knows anyone who's suffering from it.
0: All right. Um, There is a new streaming service in town and a show on it called Fenris. Tell us about that.
4: Yeah, Via Play. Ooh, it appeals to the Nordic Noir fans. And there we are Legion. Um, Nordic Noir is a specific kind of filmmaking that comes out of Scandinavia. Very nature based, really complicated, um, brain teasing mysteries. Wallander was one of the first. I think that's what sort of broke it into the global scene. But, uh, so Via Play specializes in Nordic Noir and Fenris is a six parter, uh, concerning wolves encroaching a village in uh, stock in Sweden. Um, we open on a scene of a young boy in the woods, and he's he's tracking a wolf, and then he disappears. And then we realize we're watching him from surveillance cameras, and this person isn't doing a thing to help him. Um, and that's another story. So a woman comes to town. She grew up there and she's going to be researching the wolves to see what to do about them. She is pro wolf. She doesn't care. She really doesn't care if it kills anyone, if they kill anyone, but she is determined to keep the population growing. And you don't know whether it's, it's purely scientific or whether she, she's an evil genius. There are so many threads at work here. So many interesting every Every villager has a story. Every single story somehow ties in to the uh, to the wolf situation. So her father is watching the wolves. They go out and tag the babies. Um, and, you know, they put off people and they start to lie to people to say that it's not as bad as, as they think it is. And, uh, well, you know, the inevitable happens. Um, very gripping stuff. Honestly, they really know how to make these films.
0: All right, so you've got these three plus more, including a look at the new documentary about Casey Anthony. I don't know if people might remember her story, but um, we're not going to dwell on it here. We'll just no, direct people over to read about it on the blog. <laughs> uh, so jolly stuff next week, exactly, and and happier stuff next week, please, Anne.
4: <laughs> yes, yeah, you got it, girl.
0: All right, thanks so much. Okay, see you soon. And it breaks my heart. And breaks my heart. And it breaks my heart. And it breaks my
2: heart. More with Candace Sampson and what she said coming up on 1059 The Region. Welcome back to What She Said with Candace Sampson on 1059 The Region. Hello
0: Today, we're kicking off a brand new recurring segment, Smile Spectrum with Dr. Mandeep Johal. Why Smile Spectrum? Because in the realm of oral health, it's not just about the shine of your teeth, but the entire spectrum of factors ensuring a healthy mouth and by extension, a healthy body. Dr. Johal is a proud Torontonian with a distinguished degree from Case Western Reserve University and a private practice called Family Dental Center in Guelph. She embarked on a deep exploration of dentistry triggered by a simple observation in her own child. Today, she's not only certified in laser surgery, but is also a recognized figure in several dental associations. I'm thrilled to have her on the show. And today, we're kicking things off with a discussion about your kids and back to school. Welcome to the show, Mandy.
5: Thank you so much, Candice.
0: So I am thrilled that you're here. And, and as we're stepping back into the back to school season, let's start with why is a dental checkup so crucial at this juncture right before school starts?
5: That's a great question. Um, and this might surprise you when I'm going to say this, but it all is all about immunity. Okay, and we'll elaborate on that further, but it's all going to come down to immunity because you know how important that is, the first month or two of school, especially for the little ones, um, so we can prevent some illnesses for them. I know people think teeth, cavities, and it's all related.
0: And you know, the funny thing is, I remember when my kids were little, it was, you know, maybe a week, two maximum before the sniffles came in the house. So I absolutely understand that. So where do we start with that then?
5: Well, first. So in our clinic, what we usually do is we screen our patients for sleep um, from little kids to older kids. I want to know what's your quality of sleep like. And sleep is going to help with those immunity. Now, transitioning from summer, like myself, I have kids, I have an eight-year-old and a 10-year-old, and our schedules are way off, right, with the holidays and, you know, the, just the long days in general. Um sleep. We got to get back into routine. We got to get our kids getting back to their optimal amount of sleep. My kids think it's okay to just, you know, go to bed late, wake up late. Um and it's absolutely not. We need to get their um like young kids especially need a minimum of like 9 to 10 hours of sleep.
0: If we have teenagers listening, they're going to protest this, but they <laughs> need more. <laughs>
5: do they do they don't realize how much change is happening in their body so my advice to parents with teenagers is if they need to sleep in do that catch up on the weekend let them sleep in till 12 one o'clock we all did it but they really need that because the amount of changes that are happening in their body and they need more sleep now than ever um but yeah that's the number one factor for immunity is going to be i'm going to assess you for your sleep for sure
0: all right and you, you touched on something there too about you know how everybody's sort of off of their routine uh you know, we we follow of routines of the summer. That's just a fact. But we also tend to indulge a little more in sugary treats and beverages and, you know, things like that from the fair and all those fun places we go. So um, any tips for parents on getting slipping back into routine? So,
5: wow, well, so many things come to my mind when we think of that, because I just read something recently about how when we eat like that, for the summer, it affects our immunity. See, remember, to going to tie everything into it's immunity. It's all going to go
0: back to immunity. It's all going to go to
5: immunity. <laughs> uh, it affects our immunity, and it kind of sets us up because now we're we're hitting the school regimen again, and it is stressful. Change is stress, good or bad, it's still stress. Um, and then that affects, you know, I know we're going to, everybody's thinking candy, cavities, of course, because our immunity is down, our teeth and the insides are um, weaker. We're more prone to cavities, Right. So it is all linked, but you know, getting our kids back on that routine and eating well and um, healthy diet, which we already know, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be important. But it's so hard in the summer, you know, just one more ice cream, mummy. Let's one more gelato when we're out. Like it's just it's hard.
0: And, and I know people are listening too, because I, again, this was me, so I'm not throwing out judgment. I'm just throwing out observation. Is I always said, oh well, we're gonna start routine. You know, a couple of weeks before school, never did, never did. It was only when school started (laughs) that we jumped back into it.
5: I know. So that's what I say like pick one thing. So in our household, what we'll do is you got to pick your battles, right? Like with kids, we all know you got to pick your battles. And for us, it's like I know the eating is going to be what it is right now. You got parties, you got gatherings, you know, you got vacation. So let's try to focus on sleep as much as we can. Like at least get that going um, to get them trying to get to bed a little earlier. So that's what we try to do just a little earlier every day.
0: And let's talk about nutrition uh yeah. again. Uh, here we go because we all start off really really great at the beginning of the school year and sort of fall right off near the end. But as we're heading in and everybody's gung ho, any tips for really great uh food to send in that are healthy for, you know, overall dental health, not to mention body health.
5: Yeah, um that's a great question. So I think I did a little post about this on my Instagram like when or I did a story um, when we do movie night at our household, um, we do I, I do indulge in like candy and stuff with my kids. Like I'm not going to deprive them of it, but we always try to have like celery and carrots mixed in. Do they dive to that first? Absolutely not. That's okay. <laughs> But they know that that's going to be part of our like our setup when we're eating. Um, just having hard foods because those te- those things like harder foods like celery and carrots are also cleansing, right? So they're also kind of cleaning the teeth. Um, staying away from sugary stuff as much as we can. It's going to be important if you, especially if you know your kids not sleeping well and they're starting to come down with something. Please try to decrease the amount of sugar that they're having.
0: And. With the back to school comes back to sports. Anything we should be looking at there?
5: Yeah, make sure that their sports guard, um, you know, it's cuz you know kids are growing too, um that you have a new sports guard. You can get that made pretty much like every clinic will do it. Um You know, especially for contact sports, it's really important for concussions and breaking of teeth. So, uh, like in golf, hockey's a big, is a big, is a big deal here. Um, So, we really advocate for uh, sports guards as much as we can.
0: And what else should parents be thinking about now as kids are heading back to school?
5: Well, when we touched on sleep, um, I wanted to elaborate on that as well because what's up happening is we just think once a child is sleeping, um, they go to bed, they wake up, we're good to go. But what I do is I really want to dive deeper into that. What's your quality of sleep like, right? Are they mouth breathing? Because when we talk about nutrition, we talk about diet, it all comes down to why do some kids get cavities and some don't, right? Some brush, some don't. And really the commonality that I find is mouth breathing. I'm not saying your child is walking around with their mouth wide open, um, like, you know, stranger things. Have you seen that, right? Yeah. It's like an insult. So I, I, you know, I'm very careful about it, not to put anybody down, even seeping in air slightly. You know, does a child, like, I can notice when they're sitting in their chair, is a child sitting with their mouth slightly open, right? Um, to me, I know that because their lips are drier, um, and they're chapped. Right. That is a telltale sign of mouth breathing. Now that's going to lead to more decay and more cavities, especially at nighttime. So, um, I think, Um, Your question was about what else can we dive into? It's going to be sleep and mouth breathing, but are they also mouth breathing during the day?
0: And why does mouth breathing contribute to more cavities?
5: Great question. So at nighttime, if we think about it, what ends up happening if your mouth is open, right? Think about your lips are already dry. Your mouth is going to be dry too. So with a drier mouth, what you've done is you've uh, decreased your uh, pH, it's become more acidic. And now all these bacteria that thrive in this environment are going to break down your enamel a lot faster and cause cavities, especially in children because their teeth are so small and they're just more prone to decay. Um, but that's essentially what it comes down to is that that environment that's created by the dry mouth. It, your teeth are just more susceptible to breaking
0: down. I'm assuming that there is treatment for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh
5: my gosh! Are we going to talk
0: about it on this session? Oh no, we're going to have a whole other <laughs> session. But you're, gonna, but there, I'm going to assume there is definitely treatment there for like this. Well,
5: right? the other thing, like preparing for school for immunity, I, I would talk about um, usually during the end of August. I usually bring this up with a lot of parents too, is making sure their noses are patent. Like if you notice that your kid's starting to get stuffy because of weather. I don't want to talk about it right now, but it is changing. Like, it seems like fall-like weather already, and it's mid-August, right? Um, Is to make sure that their noses aren't stuffy. If you're noticing that your child has a little bit of stuffiness, the nose is running slightly, start, I am a big component on starting on nasal rinses. So the school year starts, I start my kids towards the end of the month uh, of August, starting on the nasal rinses, and they're doing it throughout. Just to keep the noses nice and clean, you touched on, I'm afraid to say this, everybody might not like this, but COVID, right? Surge potentially may happen come the new year uh, of school, but we got to keep our airways clean and pained, right? Um, when we started back, back when the clinic first started, when COVID happened, there were studies that were happening all over the world in like less developed countries where the number one way to keep um, symptoms at bay Whereas nasal rinses, it was amazing. There was a study done in Italy, in northern Italy, where they found that parents missed less work and kids missed less school if if they were doing nasal rinses every day. That's excellent advice. Elementary kids,
0: yeah. And totally accessible for people. So that's that's great advice. That's, that's probably the best information I've heard in a while, actually, about that. So that's great. Um, you're going to share more of this on our blog every month, uh, what she said talk.com. So for all the things we couldn't get to in today's interview, you're going to put on the blog so people can go there. But where else can they keep up with you and connect with you?
5: um, on my Instagram at Dr. Mandy Johal. I post lots of stuff on there. I actually have videos of my kids doing nasal rinses. Um, I talk a lot about sleep, how to get our kids, um, sleeping better and what, what to look out for, you know, like, are they tired? Um, you know, do they have dark circles under their eyes? Like certain things that we should be looking out for. So I have all that information on my Instagram page.
0: Um, yeah. All right. Incredible. We'll see you next month. Uh, I think we're going to be talking about sleep apnea. I know. I can't believe it for kids. for kids. Thank you so much for joining me today and we'll see you next month. All right, thank you so much. I love the sun. My next guest is a financial industry veteran with over 15 years of experience. But what sets Kaylee Bovard apart is not just her expertise, but her deep passion for empowering others, especially women, to take control of their finances. From her early beginnings in a single-parent household to her successful career as a financial advisor, her journey is one of resilience and determination. Now, she's sharing her wealth of knowledge through two new books releasing this year Moneywise Mabel's Bursting Bank, a children's picture book, and a nonfiction guide called Make Money Your Thing. Let's delve into her empowering approach to financial literacy. Welcome to the show, Kaylee.
6: Thank you so much for having me.
0: So, could you start by telling us more about your journey into financial literacy?
6: Yeah. So that's a great question. So I guess it started from when I was a child. And again, growing up with a single parent, um, money really showed up as a source of stress and struggle. But that really intrigued me because as I was looking around, I noticed, well, not everyone seems to be sort of like plagued by that same scarcity that we're going through, that I was sort of part of with my mom and my sister. And um, so – being like a keen observer of that, I realized like, hmm, maybe there's something more to this. Maybe it's something I can figure out. So that was like my Dive into the whole world of money and finances. So from a really young age, I the book coming out is called Make Money Your Thing, and I think from like the age of like seven on, I was making money my thing. So I was, you know, I was going after certain financial goals that I had. When my mom said instead of her usual response of "We can't afford that," her response to me one day was, "Why don't you just buy it yourself?" And that was just mind blowing to me. So as I was doing this on my own journey throughout my childhood, I realized I want to help more women have. That that feeling and do that and achieve their financial goals. Like if I can do it from this beginning of, you know, we didn't have a lot. I grew up in poverty. And if I can change that and make a new reality and ironically write a book about money, like I do believe this is possible for every woman. And I didn't ever want to see another woman go through that stress and struggle that I witnessed my mom go through as a child. And and I have to say your timing on this is perfect because we really
0: are in a time where we need to be taking control of our money. So what can readers expect from the book? And how does it provide them with the confidence and empowerment you're seeking to give them?
6: Yeah. So from the book, I hope readers see it as like a kind of easy read. Like that was my intention. I didn't want to make it like a finance textbook and, you know, turn the average reader away. Like I wanted to make it fun. I wanted to make it feel like you're having a conversation with your best friend about money. So it's like non-judgmental, easygoing, like let's just be open, talk about it and feel good. And so that's what I really try to get across in the book. And I share stories about myself, my own upbringing and throughout my like, you know, 20s, 30s and whatnot. And then with actual clients, because I've been in this industry for, you know, several years, as we talked about at the beginning. So 15 plus years. So I've sat down with a lot of... people and talked about money. And so I share those stories as well in hopes to have women see themselves in some of these stories. And so at the beginning, maybe they're feeling those feelings of shame, guilt, um, avoidance when it comes to money. But by the end of it, I hope they're saying like, yes, money is my thing. I feel more confident. And again, it's about a feeling that I'm trying to instill in them. And I take them on that journey. So by the end, my goal is that they're taking action because I think that's the biggest issue with women in their finances is this, maybe the shame avoidance overwhelm leads to almost like a paralysis when it comes to their money. And we need to be taking action. Like, that's the step I really want to see women doing is actually now, okay, you know, I don't know what the balance on my mortgage is, but I'm going to go find out. Okay, I haven't been actively putting money away for my long-term savings, but I'm going to start small and and put away $100 a month or whatever it is. Um, Oh, I didn't, you know, know how much I was spending on a regular basis or on a monthly basis. But I'm going to do some digging into that and find out my numbers. Like, I, I have activities at the end of each chapter. And again, they're not like homework, like I hope they're very like easy, light activities that you can take on. And by the end of it, that again, that you'll feel that confidence boost and say, hey, you know, I, I'm ready to do the things now.
0: And And one of the things you emphasize as well is this sort of positive money mindset. Can you expand on that a little bit?
6: Yes. So I start the book with that because I think we can't move forward or, you know, do achieve the confidence if we're still kind of holding on to like a negativity or, you know, money beliefs from our past. And we have to acknowledge that growing up, you know, our beliefs about money are formed from not just ourselves, but from what we're hearing from our parents and from just, you know, guardians, people around us that are like very instrumental, like people in our lives. That's kind of shaping our beliefs about money. And so what happens is... You know, as you're older now and and you know responsible for your own money and things like that, you'll find some of those old beliefs coming up on like probably a daily basis almost when you're making money decisions. So that positive money mindset is taking some time and doing reflection on those beliefs that are coming up and saying, Hey, is this mine? Do I want to continue on with this belief? Or is there something I need to change here of my conscious choosing? So for me, like the beliefs were. You know, we'd never have enough, and I had to do something to change that. Or money's always going like as quick as it's coming in. That's not a great like mindset to have because obviously, if that's what I believe, that that's going to keep happening. So it's just reflecting on what is it I believe about money. Um, I was on a podcast and she said, you know, people think money is the root of all evil. Like those are really big things and and negative things to be holding on to and keep like thinking about money. So let's change that to what is just of your conscious choice. And if you could just do that for women, like you don't have to, you know, learn everything about the stock markets or anything like that. But if you can just consciously choose your beliefs about money and and have more of a positive spin on those, I think just from that, there's a lot of change that can happen.
0: All right, incredible. Well, this sounds like a great book. I really want people to be able to grab it and learn from it. So where can they find the book? Uh, Where can they find the children's book when it comes out? That's coming soon in September. And where can they connect with you?
6: Yes. Awesome. Great question. So the book, the both books are available on Amazon or online, anywhere you order books. Um, and then Make Money Your Thing, it's out now. So it is available in some chapters, Indigo stores. Um, right now it's across Calgary, but hopefully across Canada soon. So you can get those in store as well. And to connect with me, you can reach out to me on my website. So it's just my first name, last name.com, Kaylee um, You can find me on Instagram, Kaylee as well. Um, so any of those places, like, please, reach out with any money questions or money wins like I love having these conversations and it's so important for women to have these conversations so never you know don't be scared don't let some of those like hesitations hold you back reach out anytime I'd love to hear from you
0: all right excellent well we're gonna put all the links where people can find you when this goes live on podcast and Kaylee thank you so much for joining me today
6: thank you so much for having me thank you everyone
2: More with Candace Sampson and What She Said coming up on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to What She Said with Candace Sampson on 105.9 The Region.
7: Wake with the sun.
0: Wake. It's not every day that I get to chat with an artist whose musical journey has seen her collaborate with some of the industry's biggest names, from Michael Buble to Randy Bachman. My next guest, Tammy Weiss, has not only garnered acclaim as a Canadian singer-songwriter, but she's also embraced the rhythms and poetic essence of Portugal in her latest album, Soul Whisper. With a musical tapestry that's rich in global influences and a message of resilience and empowerment, Tammy is here to discuss her journey, her music, and the importance of giving back in three minutes. Holy cow. So let's dive right in and then we'll listen to the single Wake with the Sun in its entirety. Welcome, Tammy.
7: Oh, hello.
0: So you're a firm believer in positivity and self-belief. So can you talk a bit about a specific challenge you faced maybe in your career and how these principles helped you navigate it?
7: Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely, it's it's uh, it's very difficult. I, I I was just talking the other day. I've done three albums in three different countries, and this last album was in Portugal. And I, my Portuguese, let's say, is is not great. I think that um, you have to have sort of this inner belief and this inner drive that, regardless of of anything that comes up against you, you have the will to say we're going to finish this, you know, uh, with this album, it was sponsored by the Canada council. Uh, COVID came, uh, we had to relaunch three times, you know, anybody in their right mind probably would have given up, <laughs> but it's, it's that inner belief that for myself, I needed to do that, you know, and also too, for everybody else involved, it was very important for everyone as a whole to have this completed.
0: So so how does your experience in Portugal then shape the sound and message of this album?
7: Well, I was very fortunate because, uh, it, you know, it was, uh, sponsored by the Canada Council. Uh, Portugal has such beautiful music and, and so my producer, Rui Veloso, who's, uh, very famous in, in Portugal, he's the godfather of, of the blues, they call him, uh, He's incredible in terms of adding African influence, Latin influence, the Fado influence of, of Portugal. And then we teamed up, of course, Randy Bachman is on the album. So we came to Canada to record as well. So it was the joining of forces between Canada and Portugal. So uh, Randy and Tal Bachman are guesting on a song called uh, Take Me in Your Arms. And it's very country. So I have a country background as well as jazz. So it's a culmination of Canada meets Portugal musically. Uh, and I think the fusion of the two countries, it works really, really well. So, uh, you know, my producer, Rui Veloso, did a, a fantastic job, you know, uh, melding those two together, you know, the two countries and, and the, the uh, musical elements of both.
0: All right, so we're going to we're going to listen to Wake with the Sun. Uh but before we go, tell me a little bit about the song and then where can people find the album and keep up with you?
7: Great. Uh well, this this song is uh a song called Wake with the Sun. There was a local uh school that was just next door to uh my producer's studio in Sintra in Portugal. And so he had invited them. There was probably about 12 uh, kids probably from the ages of seven to 10, 11. Um, and they came and they spent the afternoon and all sang at the end of this track, which it just uh, my heart just bursts every time I hear it. Um, you can The album is available everywhere, Bandcamp, Spotify, iTunes, uh, you know on my website, tammywise.com. Um, you can find everything there.
0: All right, excellent. We're going to put all the links for that when this goes live on podcast. And Tammy, thanks so much for joining me. And now let's listen to Wake with the Sun.
7: Wake with the sun, wake with the moon, wake with the coming day, be with the dew. And flush new newborn unlike them stay must follow from what they are they are what we see come and turn to our
0: it for What She Said this week. Stay up to date with our newsletter by signing up at whatshesaidtalk.com and be sure to follow on social at What She Said Talk on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for videos of these interviews and more. You can also catch me on TikTok at Candace Said. Finally, be sure to subscribe to What She Said with Candace Sampson on Apple and Spotify to catch past episodes and extended podcasts. I'll be back next week with another What She Said on 1059 The Region.
2: Previous episodes of What She Said on 1059TheRegion.com.